Kia Koto and welcome to this week's episode of Let's Get Sexual. I am Alicia and I'm the host of this sexually explorative podcast. I am so excited to be back for season three of Let's Get Sexual. It's been a long time in the making. I've had a bit of a hiatus since season two, but it's been incredibly necessary and has really allowed me the space to just sit in creativity, to be thinking about who do I want to bring on the show? What do I want the show to look like? What value do I want it to have for all of you? And what impact do I want it to make? I'm so excited about the people I get to have on this season. There are some incredible people coming on and I can't believe how generous people are with their time and energy and their knowledge and experiences. I can't wait for all of you to hear what they've got to say. It has been a bit of a crazy few months for me. I left my permanent job to become a sexual empowerment coach and my life looks a lot different now than it did three months ago. I'm currently assisting a wonderful sex coach on her signature program. I'm doing a lot of development in somatic practices, body-mind therapy, embodiment, relationship dynamics, sexuality, sexual trauma, sexual enlightenment, liberation, pleasure, anatomy, and functioning, and also brain development. I'm learning how to serve the people I work with better, and I feel so lucky to be able to do this. I'm also contracting and making candles on the side because I love having a multifaceted life. However, I am also looking forward to making sex coaching my main gig as the year progresses. I've got so many amazing ideas for this year and what I want to bring to this world. So keep an ear out for those because I'll be sharing what is coming up as the year goes on. Without further ado, let's get into our first episode of season three. Today's guest is the wonderful Vicky. Last year, amongst the chaos of COVID, Vicky created the Volvarium. The Volvarium is a space which normalizes and celebrates vulvas in all of their diversity. A significant part of Vicky's work consists of casting vulvas. In one year, Vicky has cast over 180 vulvas and has amassed a following of over 18,000 people from across the globe. I'm not surprised. Her work has had a note with people who want to see more bodies, who want to build a relationship with their vulva, who know that the puritanical nature of most of today's societies have caused a lot of harm and disassociation with our bodies, particularly our genitals. Vicky's passion is evident, and I want to share an excerpt that Vicky wrote on her website. She says, I believe that it all comes down to staying true to ourselves, doing what we love and following our hearts and dreams and then to figure out how we can improve the lives of the people around you. Where your talents and the world's needs cross, there lies your vocation. And this is exactly how Valverium started. I've heard and seen enough about how a woman's body is supposed to be like. So here I am, arty and crafty, aligning my actions with my ideals, using my talents to build the kind of world I want to live in, as well as the kind of world my future children should be living in. This is me doing my part, so that every person with a vulva can feel beautiful, proud, and happy in their body, with one worry less, standing in their way of finding their own paradise. Oh, it's just incredibly beautiful, that excerpt, and Vicky is doing just what she says she wanted to do. She is following her passion and desire to make changes in the world, and I am so inspired and awed by her and her work. She zoomed in all the way from Austria, 
and I'm so grateful for her time and energy sharing her story with me and with all of you. Please feel free to get in contact with me and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you have any feedback for Vicky, I can pass it on or check out the links in the show notes. All right, everyone, enjoy your listening. Hello, Vicky. It's amazing to have you here today. How are you? Hello, hello. I'm really good. I'm excited to talk to you and yeah, to, to our conversation. I'm incredibly excited about our conversation. I often find myself getting lost on your Instagram page, looking at your incredible work, which I can't wait for people to learn more about. And where are we finding you in the world at the moment? I am currently sitting in Austria. I'm based in the middle of Europe, but yeah, there is big plans to get to see everywhere and get to see everything. But let's see if I can make it to New Zealand. I (laughs) really hope that you make it to New Zealand when the world opens back up, because as people will hear, I think the work that you do and just coming coming to New Zealand in general is going to be amazing. But yeah, I, I you hear a few things. And I always say, you know, if I have to travel far, now I have the perfect excuse. I'm just going to be like, yeah, Alicia called me. We have to go to <laughs> for some vulva castings. And exactly. there I go packing my bags. <laughs> oh my gosh, yes, exactly. And I think we need vulva casting down here. So that's a perfect segue into this. Tell us more about you and how you got into vulva casting. How I got into vulva casting. To be honest, it was. Because I came across material on vulva diversity, anatomy, and I, even though I was owning a vulva for 27 years, I was not aware of how diverse they can look. So in all my 27 years, no one ever told me, hey, look, there is more than just one you know, type. There is more than one color. There is more than one texture. And I was just completely blown away. Of course, I was amazed of how it can look, but then I was also shocked because it's mm. it's 2021. How is that even possible? Yeah. And yeah, I started researching and just found that there is a huge lack of education in, in the media, in our schools, at university, in our homes. And I tried to see where I can help and what I can do. And the statues were my way of, of being a little part of the solution. Oh, I absolutely love that because it is one of my biggest frustrations that we are not taught about the diversity of genitalia, particularly vulvas, because I think I saw many more penises growing up than I did see vulvas and I saw no intersex genitalia. It's so frustrating because I can imagine you as well have so many people in your life who felt shame around their genitals who felt like they were different or things were weird or they didn't know what they were supposed to look like and it would have helped everyone so much if just from a young age it was normalized about how different all of our genitals are and how that's all normal unless you're experiencing pain Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm also thinking you're sitting in the middle of New Zealand, sitting in the middle of Europe. So you would expect, I don't know how many years of education you had. I'm like 15 years or even more. And I've learned 
how the eye is built, the anatomy mm. of the face, of the body, of everything. Mm. I know how things are functioning, but you know what? I don't even have a word to call my genitals. The vulva is a new thing. And if I tell people, hey, vulva something, they're like, what, what, what's a vulva? They're like, I don't know bird or fish or and I'm like no that's the correct term for what I have down there mm. can you believe it it's I know yeah. I call it vagina probably mm. up until my early 20s because I didn't know really what a vulva was you're absolutely right all of the other parts of our physical anatomy we can learn about but yeah it's so sexualized our genitals are so sexualized that they just don't want to teach us anything about them And I'm just so grateful that there are people like you who have made it your mission to stop that, to be like, no, we need to learn about our genitals and not even just be educated, start to appreciate and just find beauty in our diversity. And actually, let's talk about more about this. So you said you just started casting vulvas. How did you just start casting vulvas? What was the process that led you to go, okay, I, I want to do this to, okay, I'm going to do this. Okay. So I got to say there is, I don't know if you have ever seen the Great Wall of Vagina. It's an English artist who started like making the vulva casting public, let's say. And I was thinking, I have to get a statue and I, I want to do one. So I looked around and there there's just no people doing it. Like you said, there's just so much shame around it all that it's not talked about it's not looked at and it's especially not turned into a statue and I was lucky enough that my partner my boyfriend was very supportive so we just gave it a go and we tried it ourselves and after a few days of having the statue I could already tell how it positively influenced me it was standing there on a shelf and it always seemed like it's it's saying hey Vicky here I am, look at me, how am I feeling today? And so it's just constantly there. For me, I never had a bad relationship to to my vulva, but it was just there, nothing more and nothing less. But Mm. it's like you said, it should be appreciated because that's something so amazing if you think about it. It's not just anatomy, it's our sexuality, it's our relationships, pregnancies, menstruation, health, there's so much connected to that body part. So why would we not talk about it? Yeah, absolutely. Oh, I completely love that. And I love that just the act of casting your vulva and putting up there, displaying it, started to change your relationship with your vulva. And that just indicates how important it is to have things represented to have things on display and normalized. And then you can start to build a healthier relationship. Like you said, if we don't know what it's supposed to be like in terms of excretions, we won't know if our health changes. So if it's all built of shame, we're not going to find out what's happening down there. And then there are so many things that we're missing out on, both positive and potentially negative if things change and we do need to see a doctor. So I just really appreciate that you took that step and that your partner supported you. That's a really awesome thing to do together. Yes. I got to say, because you mentioned that I'm I'm someone who does this publicly, but I Mm. always want to let everyone know that 
to break a taboo, it only takes one person. Mm. So I might be making statues, but you and everyone who's listening, you can go out there. You talk with your friends about it. You share pages like mine. You share podcasts like this one. And you can make that change because it's all little seeds that you're planting. Mm. And that's in the end what matters. It just If someone earlier in my life would have told me, hey, wolves look different, I'd be like, yeah, do they? Let's Google. Let's see. But I've never even had that impulse. So everyone who is listening, you can be that impulse right now in at work, at your school, at university, with your friend circle. So yeah, there is a lot of potential and power behind just words. Yeah, I, I really appreciate that. And I completely agree. So anybody listening, you can be that one person and all you have to do is have the courage to, to speak about it. It can be awkward, but the more you do it, the easier it gets. Yes, and you were surprised about the reactions because we are all in the same boat. We just always think we're the only ones dealing mm. with certain topics because no one ever says anything because we are just used to always showing our best side in front of everyone. But it's not the truth. We all truth. We all have our little backpack that we're carrying and. You speak about it and you will see someone will 100% have already been in your position or will at one point find themselves in your position. So just say it and see what happens. Yeah, I completely agree with that. And I guess that takes me to, okay, so you've done your own VulvaCast and you realize there's something here. There's something you want to bring to the world here. So what was the next step you took in terms of starting the Volvarium and bringing other people on this journey? Yeah, I will tell you what happened. So Alicia, you got to imagine, we're in a little city here in Austria. Graz is not that big. I was like, okay, I love my statue. Maybe someone else would also appreciate that. I posted it into a Facebook group and was like, yeah, feeling like the biggest creep in the world. And you know, is that even a post that you have to do here? And you know what? 24 hours later, I had 60 requests. Oh, from, my gosh. Yes, I was like driven back into a corner. I was like, what am I going to do with all these people? Can I even do that? I'm not an expert in that. I also don't know much. It was my, my lack of education that motivated me to even try it. Can I do it? Yeah. And then I just noted that, yeah, I can. Because it's just amazing what kind of connections you make with the people that that are there in front of you that trust you that share their stories and you just see we have so much in common and then it's really not difficult anymore to to do it mm. yeah and from then onwards it just kept going and kept yeah. going that's incredible I, that just shows how many people want this how many people feel a need that they know something's not right with the way they see the evolver and they're like i, I want this and i that's amazing. That must have been very surprising. Yes, very I'd... surprising. And especially because I have to tell you that I expect we all live in our own bubbles. And sometimes we think that that's the only reality that's out there. So I expect mm. that people coming to see me that live in the same bubble than I do. But I got to tell you, there is from all walks of life, from all cultures, from all ages, from all, let's say, different working classes everything everyone it's just something that connects us all it no matter if you're 65 or 18 
Mm. It's the topic. Yeah, you're right. And so when people contacted you and when they came to get their vulva cast, what were some of the reasons they provided as to why this was important for them? There are really a lot of reasons. And I always say every person has their own reason because mm. I think it's a journey that you go through and it, it yeah, it, it comes and goes. Some are really positive. So just to celebrate their own vulva, their own body, their sexuality, maybe they're in a process where they've learned, hey, there is so much more than what I've lived before or known before. So lots of positive reasons. Some, of course, are negative. Some just say, hey, I want to get a statue, so I want to connect one beautiful memory with my vulva because everything else I've had before in life was not so good. It's really a lot. Some give it to their partners as gifts. Some come as groups to take the, the friendship with your girls and your friends to another level. So it's different reasons and yeah. all are equally valid. Yeah, absolutely. I love that everybody's got their own journey that they're on. And a lot of it's leading to you. So that's fantastic. <laughs> so tell me a bit more about what a vulva casting session looks like. Yes, of course. They're also very different because, like I said, everyone is approaching things differently. But normally it takes, let's say, around an hour, one and a half. And we, it's a lot of talking. It's really a lot of talking, a lot of honesty, a lot of openness, they show up at the place, which is normally an apartment where we're all comfortable and feeling safe. And then I make them some tea or something to drink. And then we look at statues, we look at photos, we look at books, we just exchange experiences. And once everyone feels that they're ready, we go over and start the casting. People can then go to the bathroom to refresh in, and I explain the whole process. And then it's basically sitting on the sofa and getting a product right onto the vulva. And yeah, that makes a copy of it. And after everyone is gone, I make a statue out of it. And that's the, the quick version of it. Yeah. Oh, perfect. And when you were saying you put the product right on the vulva, do you have to like oil things up first and so it comes off fine? Or is the the I'm guessing is it clay that you use? Like what's the material? <laughs> so I gotta tell you one thing I really do not like yet about the statues is that, is that they're all hairless because the hair doesn't get cast so well. So all the statues, they are, most of them are shaved, which is, of course, not a very diverse representation. So everyone listening, believe me, half of the people had hair before I made them remove it. <laughs> mean me. But yeah, then you also put um, some cream on just for um, that it removes easier and for extra protection and the material that I'm using it's plant-based so it's from algae and it's biodegradable and it's um, nothing that hurts you in any way and it's yeah oh it's, that's amazing it's and easy and it's actually quite a fun thing to do <laughs> oh that's that's so fantastic I was wondering about the hair because I was like how, yeah. how would that adhere to the hair so that makes sense that at the moment they need to be shaved and that's the reality of the medium you're using I think people are starting things where pictures of vulvas are being taken and I think that maybe probably works a bit easier with people keeping their vulva as it is if it's got hair if it's not but when you're getting things cast that is the reality there's going to be some pros and cons to each type of art that's being created. Yeah, so. I'm always telling everyone about it so I really want people to know that it's 
not everyone is shaven. Most people have hair. And yeah, we try to make this whole shaving process into a positive experience because yeah. if you're used to having a certain hairstyle and then someone comes around and says, shave it all off, you're just going to be like looking at yourself completely different. You're like, whose vulva is that? I know it for myself. Mine is always covered in some hair and then out of the blue, it's naked and I'm like oh what is even going on but it's really great to also have these experiences because it, it does something to you and you just realize how small things can make such a big difference so mm. yeah it's it mm. can be turned into a really cool experience too I th- yeah I, I agree for a lot of my life I've mostly had here very rarely do I not have any here but I think one thing I really enjoyed about the process of when I do choose to remove my hair, it's that I get more intimate with the other parts of my vulva. Because although I love my hair, I love my bush, it's, it does hide a lot of pieces. And yeah, so there's something beautiful about these castings and removing your hair and having a look and going, oh my gosh, this is what it all looks like. This is it right here. And I actually think in some ways that's where I find a lot of the beauty of your pieces is because you can't hide from all the intricacies of what a vulva looks like. It's right there. The casting highlights the wrinkles and the lines and yes. how big one yes. part is compared to another. So you really can't hide. It's right there for you to have a look yeah, at. Absolutely. And yeah, it's like you said, when, once you get to see all the details, you good luck comparing all the statues you see on my page because I don't know, it's like around 180 people that I've cast, not all of them are posted, but I can't tell you one that looks exactly like the other. There is so many differences. And it's like you said, the texture, the, the size of the certain parts, and of course the color, which mm. I can't represent with the statues. But believe me, there is a spectrum of color. <laughs> Yes, that's so important. Yeah, I think it's so important for people to realize that color changes. And it's not always about your skin color. Obviously, your skin color can affect it. But if you are a white person and there's another white person, you can have different colored vulvas. And and that's the same if you're two black people, you can have different colored vulvas. And I think we only think about our overall skin tone, but actually... It's amazing how much it fluctuates throughout your vulva. It's all normal. It's it's exactly. nothing that we would have to worry about. When I was younger, I was also wondering, like, why is it not exactly like my, let's say, skin tone on the hand, or on the face? Mm. And I was going through all these questions and never really dared to ask or didn't trust when I Googled it. And the result is, the answer is so easy. It's normal. Yes. It's it's genetics. Do I wonder why I have brown hair and someone else has blonde hair? No. Why would I wonder about the color that I have down there? Exactly. And I think it's because so many people don't even take a look at themselves. If they have, it might be that they've looked at it once and then years later, they look at it again and they go, oh my gosh, it's changed. And that's the thing, your genitals can change over time. There's hormonal fluctuations which change. You might have given birth. There are so many things in your life which can affect what your genitals look like. And unless you have a good um, relationship with it and you often look at it, it can be very surprising to see those changes. 
Yes, I'm 100% agreeing with you. And I was one of these people. Like I said, for me, it was there, but I only looked if it was itchy or not, if something was wrong, but never just to see yeah. what's there. And I encourage everyone to just grab a mirror, sit down, look, and yeah. I, I also got to tell you that brings me to a really yeah shocking and at the same time amazing thought because since I was going through that experience together with my partner, we also had that, yeah, how should I even call it? Okay, you have to imagine, I told him about my experience, realizing how many different vulvas are out there. And I, as a straight girl, only slept with men. So I was like, can you believe what's out there? Look at this one, look at this one, look at that one. And you know what he said? He was. He said, I know, I've seen quite some. And I was like, how is that possible that you know that and I don't. And in the same moment, he looked at me and he said, you're right. You only know yours. And I said, yes, of course. And we were both just staring at each other thinking that can't be right. There is a problem right here. Mm -hmm. How is that possible? And yeah, that's, you're never told to look. <laughs> that's <laughs> so true. See. And you're also told though, if I think about, if I had sat down with my friends in high school or something and we checked out each other's vulvas, we would have thought it was sexual because we're told that it's only a sexual thing. And it is, it can be sexual. That's wonderful. But it's sexual when you choose for it to be sexual. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be a sexual thing. The fact that we demonize our genitals into this like one space just takes out so many opportunities. Have a look at other people's and they're not scary. <laughs> We yes. look at each other's hands and each other's feet and we, you know, and we like point out our differences in toe size. Why can't we do that with our genitals? Yes, absolutely. Because for everyone who has a vulva, it's not just sex. It's like I said, it's so much more. We menstruate a week every month. Just one example why we don't ever see it in a sexualized way when we talk about that. Mm. But it's just showing where we as a society are and we're not right there yet where we can actually look at a body, especially a, a female body or vulvas in a non-sexualized way. We're yeah. not there yet. A absolutely. And I think that's why the things like the vulva casts and photos are a really good way to start that conversation and start that movement because you can do it in the safety of your own space. You can be looking at different peoples and realizing that yours is normal and its differences. And then hopefully we get to a space where if people are comfortable, they can show each other without feeling like it has to be sexualized. And so I hope it's just an ongoing journey where we're all like pulling apart what society has told us and actually learning for ourselves. And that takes me on to the next thing. So people have come and they've got their vulvas cast. Do all of them take them home? And what is that like for them? What, are, what is the feedback that you've had about what this means for people? Yeah. So all of them take the statues back. So the main idea is that it's really about you and your vulva. And people can also choose on the consent form if they want me to take photos or not. So, of course, it's all anonymous, but... It is mainly about that person. If these people say, okay, cool, you can share it on social media, then that's right for me. But the idea is that everyone gets their statue to, to be at their homes. And once it is at their homes, a whole new world opens because 
depending where you put it, everyone can now imagine if you had a statue of your vulva, where would you put it? And how would that make you feel? Who can see it? How comfortable are you about it? What does it even say if about you if they know how you look because what do they really know afterwards so a lot of things happen and I've had so many reactions I've had partners thanking me because things turned around in bed with their sexuality people being more confident I've had people telling me they're not gonna do labiaplasty now um, they changed their minds I've had groups of girls that just with a bottle of wine started a conversation and ended up looking at each other all together because that one statue was there. I've had children educated of the statues with mothers starting to explain that they came out of there like it's an educational way. Lots of people being surprised how open their parents are with this topic. <laughs> Most mm -hmm. of them are always scared to show it to their moms and to their dads, even though that's people who have seen them naked. And yeah, just lots of conversations arising and just a, a shift in perspective, basically. Mm. Yeah, that is so beautiful and that it's an ongoing thing. It's not that you just receive it. It's, it just continues your journey of appreciation in that space. That is amazing. What do you find to be the biggest challenge in doing this work? The biggest challenge is to make it visible in social media. That is by far the biggest challenge because... Nowadays, nothing works without one of the platforms. Name them Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, all of that. Hardly anyone goes and just searches on other mediums. So the thing about these platforms is um, as good as they are for many other things, they're just still sexualizing vulvas. So anyone trying to educate that doesn't fit their norms or standard is just censored. And it's really difficult to just basically keep my profile simple yeah. as that. I wake up every morning and the first thing I do is I log on and I see if I still have my account. And that's very frustrating and it's not good to be in the constant fear that it's gone. Yeah. That's the biggest challenge by far. That is very true. And it just continues to seem to escalate the censorship. And even I personally, I've just seen so many incredible people I follow either lose their accounts or have to change the way they write things like vulva or vagina or sex or penis. These things which 20, are so... 21, yeah. Alicia, 2021. It's crazy. I, I feel like it's just... Over the last five years, it's just gotten worse. And that's really sad to see. And I'm wondering if other platforms are going to become available as people have to move out or if it's oh, going to. Oh, there will be. You, you would really hope so. And I'm so grateful for platforms like OnlyFans, which are really normalizing sex work. And what I love about those platforms is they're normalizing the everyday person engaging in sex work so there's just a spectrum of sexuality and sex work on there however I think that there is a gap sometimes with that that education space and when your space is sex positive but it's also body positive it's also not just about sex like you said 
you're just trying to educate and show about body parts and normalizing that and the fact that is sexualized is such an issue in itself yeah absolutely i believe there will be platforms because more and more people are waking up to the fact that they're not seeing all of it they're seeing a small portion of what certain companies want us to see and they will start looking and i can tell you i i see it by where my messages come from from South Korea to Myanmar to Brazil to Sweden, you name the country, I can promise you I've had a message in my inbox saying, hey, what you're doing is amazing and we need that in our country because people want to learn more. And if those platforms are not going to create a safe space, someone will, but the potential is there. People are ready. They're just mm. not buying into it anymore. I love that. And how do you feel when you receive those messages from people? Yeah, those are the messages that really make me smile and proud. And also, that's exactly what I need to keep doing the work. But because I don't know how long that profile is still going to be there. I'm certainly going to make a new one if it's gone. But I always say if I reach one more person with that message, telling them that no matter how they look, it's okay, then that's good. If I reach two more people, even better. And if I reach, I don't know, another 15,000 over the next three years, perfect. Let's just mm. see. And when did you start up the Volvarium on Instagram? That was in May last year. So what have was you, that? Have you been surprised at how much it's grown and how popular it is? Yes. I got to tell you, I have never, I can't even publish, how do you say, I can't advertise banned from that because I'm considered an account that violates rules. Right. And I, it's all natural growth. I haven't done anything. And that even though I'm censored, shadow banned, it's just so many people are super supportive. And it's from the gynecologist who is thankful that they can finally show material that is non-sexualized to the, I don't know, indie porn producer to the yeah sex therapist or coach it's a lot of people who appreciate it and who find value in it and yeah it's mm. growing I think what you said before is so true people are ready for it there is a growing cohort of people who are just ready to embrace this, these things and I think it's amazing I think you have put a lot of work into what you do and I think that comes through I think your passion for it and you your passion for the whole process of it and not just the art form of it but what it means for people it comes through in what you share which is what people are looking for They're looking for connection and feeling like part of something bigger and I, think that's I, I, I love that you say you can see it because I really treat it like that every statue you see there is of course it's taken out of context and put to educate but behind all of those statues are real people with real stories with real lives mm. and I always try to focus on that because they out of respect you know this deserve the most beautiful statue because they are the most beautiful people and yeah I'm, I'm happy that you can you can mm. see that in my statues. Oh. I love that. We each have a story. And I think when we come across another human being, it's really important for us to realize that there's a whole story there. And that story is just as valuable as our own. Thank you for saying that, because I think that's a really important piece of what you do. And one thing I love about your work is seeing vulvas in all these different 
colors. So you've got like gold and bronze and silver and purple. What made you start doing it like that? Because I I love colors. I think we have enough black and white and gray everywhere. And so, yeah, why not let everyone choose the colors they want? And I also like not being bored of my own words and work after making quite some white ones and quite some gold ones as amazing they are I was craving for some color so I was like okay let's throw in 25 more colors and let's make them all beautiful so you've got 25 colors that's amazing (laughs) oh my gosh people must find it very difficult to choose which one Oh yeah, that you know what? With everything that we've talked about now, with the shame and the, the fear of not being liked and all these troubles, what's the most difficult thing about the vulva casting? Choosing that <laughs> color. <laughs> it would take me ages. I'd probably have to get five done because I've like, oh, yeah, got five we go. different no colors. Problem. <laughs> Do people get more than one done sometimes? Yeah, some do. I also have that package where I say one statue, the way you see it in the pictures, and then also the pocket pussies, which Mm. is also a correct anatomy. It's just a smaller version. And yeah, of course, you can get as many as you want. You just (laughs) got to let me know. And we have to see a price that works for all of us. And Mm. then that's it. Oh, that's awesome. And Like you said, it's amazing how you can have all of this other stuff around your vulva, but choosing the color of what you want it to look like is the most difficult decision. And what's your most favorite thing about doing this? Oh, definitely the connection with the people. Absolutely. There is no doubt about that. Every time I open the door, I meet a stranger that I've never seen before that has a complete different background so many different things going on in their lives. Basically, you think you have nothing in common with that person. And then you sit down and even after five minutes of talking and of being honest and, and real, you notice, hey, there's I can absolutely relate to that stranger. I meet strangers and after that casting session, they're all friends. And when, when COVID lets us, we hug and we're like, oh, I never want this to end. We should go and have some wine or some beer at one point which we actually do. <laughs> oh, that's so wonderful. Do you find that because somebody has decided to come into your space and meet you and get their vulva looked at and cast, that they're really willing to share their stories a lot more, like they're more willing to be vulnerable? I Yeah, I believe so. Certain people say, no, no one knows I was here. I'm not too sure. And when they come to pick up the statue, they're like, Everyone knows, everyone has seen the images. I've told all my friends, I've shared all your pages. And that's just because of the casting. Because I also, of course, I have a statue of mine standing right there on that shelf, laughing down at us. And I'm like, hey, look, that's me. So what do you know about me now? Do you know how I am as a person? Do you know how I am as a lover? Do you know anything about me? No, you don't. So why would you judge me just on the pure anatomy? And Mm. that just normally rings a bell and then they are like okay sure why should I Mm, so true and how do you think that people seeing their genitals and knowing their genitals now is impacting them like how important do you think it is to know what you look like and how normal you are again it's different for everyone but I can tell you my 
moment where I looked at it, first of all, it's the first time you can see it from that angle, from that perspective. And first thing I noted, I found something I've never seen before. I was like, whoa, <laughs> did that just appear overnight or has that been there for 27 years? And I went to check and I was like, that is amazing. And in the beginning, it was, I'm looking at it actually now that I'm talking to you, like my head's automatically looks at it now yeah in the beginning I was like okay that's new that's a bit strange and it wasn't always comfortable but it it happens and you it's a journey and it, a lot of emotions came up sometimes I forget it's standing there sometimes I'm like oh hey cool there you are and then it makes me start a whole new process or mm. yeah it's it a lot happens yeah and during this work that you've done, I'm going to guess that you're on your own journey. What has it changed in your life since you've started it? In my life, I'm just noticing that we are, we really want to talk about these things. You know, it just takes someone to start a conversation and out of nowhere, everyone is listening, everyone is participating. You know, some will just listen and not talk. Some will share and some will share things you like, you would never have expected them to do or to live or to believe. And yeah, I'm way more open to, to conversations and just communication also it, with my partner with my family with my friends we just talk more openly because mm. it I've just had the experience that people want to talk openly it's yeah. like you said we want that connection and we're just I think sick and tired of all that fakeness around us so we want real people again yeah absolutely we want authenticity and to really be able to connect authentically and you started in your small town and COVID hit last year. Have you been able to get anywhere else? And what are your hopes for the future of what that looks like? Since I have started in the middle of the COVID thing, actually, I've started last year in March, so more or less a year. I have casted a lot in Austria, but I'm busy building a van at the moment, like making it look nice. And the inside, it's going to be the vulva casting van. I already oh see God. it in my head. It's already painted and everything. And yeah, I plan to travel a lot. So certainly around Europe. And what I always do is I tell people, just contact me. Let, you know, let me know where you're from. Because once I know that certain countries or cities demand it I can make it happen so if I don't know that there is I don't know 200 girls sitting somewhere in New Zealand wanting to get cast I can't really plan the trip but if I know that people are interested and they let me know at one point my list is going to be long enough for me to make it happen and that's what I'm going to do <laughs> okay everybody you just learned if you're in New Zealand and you want to evolve a cast <laughs> you need to message Vicky so she can collate a list and know she has to come here you've got yeah. one at least that's me what you highlighted before is that there is a growing appetite for it and I think that's everywhere 60 people messaged you after you just put it on a Facebook group I can imagine that many people plus everywhere would be looking for it. And I definitely know in New Zealand there's a booming market for body and sex positivity. And I know that Australia, they've got a few women that go around and take pictures of people's vulvas, but I don't know anybody here who takes 
pictures of people's vulvas or vulva casts or anything. Like I said, people get in contact with Vicky so she knows New Zealand is on the map. <laughs> and come, come <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Mm. I think that's amazing. I love that you're going to be in a van. I, outside of the sex stuff, I'm obsessed with things like tiny homes and vans and setting up spaces like that. So I love that you've all got it in your head and that you're going to take it on the road. Do you find that you need a lot of space for the materials or is it actually going to work quite well being inside of a van? I'm going to plan it so that it works. It does take space because take a look at your vulva. It's not big, it's not small, but it certainly is taking some space if you make a certain amount of all of them. But it's, yeah, it's absolutely doable. Mm. For the casting, I just need a nice apartment and a sofa and that's basically all. And then it's it's going to be a lot of muscles to carry them from A to B. But like I said, all those little messages, they boost my energy and then it's it's not so hard. Mm, <laughs> that's true. When you know what it's for, it makes things a lot easier. Yes. Throughout this work, do you hear a lot of myths, like harmful myths about vulvas? Or, and, and what are they? And what do you do when you come across them? Yes, I guess the list is long and I'm pretty sure that everyone can come up with certain of the, some of them. Something that I always believed, for example, is that vulvas change a lot after pregnancy. So I try to put them into categories after I've casted them. This one had kids, this one didn't. And to be honest, you can't make, you can't tell the difference. It's impossible. Only that very person will know if there was an actual change and it's different for everyone. Why would we standardize that again? It's not something you can see on the cast. Just like you can't really see age. I can show you the one from the lady that was, I think, 65. And I can put it next to a 20-year-old. And depending on the genetics, it will look the same. Simple as that. And... That's two myths that are certainly debunked. I think that's how you say it. Mm. And yeah, there is there is many more that are just not true. I think it's like what you just said. It's your individual vulva and you can only really know your own in the terms of how it's going to change and what it looks like. I think people have this idea of what vulvas are going to be like as they age. Absolutely. And I love that. So people realize that your vulva is going to be your vulva and it might change as you age, but it's not going to all look the same as everybody else's vulvas as they age. Exactly. And another thing I can tell you, I've had so many people tell me that they, okay, I have to go a bit further to make you understand that story, but I do have certain people that come in their late fifties, early sixties to get a vulva statue. So let's say I'm 28 now, it's not the same generation and they didn't grow up with that openness that we are experiencing now, depending on our bubbles. And most of them told me that the main reason why they're here is because they have found a new partner after a long relationship Mm. or marriage, and they're now newly experiencing their sexuality. Okay. 60 plus. So Mm. not a myth debunked. You, and they're telling me that they have fun in bed. They're having orgasms. They're feeling so much love and pleasure and That's why they want their vulva statue because they want to celebrate that. And it's also something I found really beautiful because that's another thing about our society. We believe that's how young people have to behave and that's how old people have to behave. But no, that's another thing we made up in our heads to, yeah, 
black Absolutely. or white but there's a lot of gray <laughs> there's so much gray and I think it's so sad when I think that people are only now reaching sexual pleasure at 60 but then I'm also incredibly happy that they're experiencing sexual pleasure and what I find interesting is that we do think there's an expiry date on sexual pleasure we think oh no you're only sexual potential up to like 45 50 which is crazy because the more people I talk to, the more I feel like there's a sexual renaissance for each person around the age of 50 yeah. to 60 because you let yeah. go of all these ideas and inhibitions that society has put on you or that you've put on yourself. And you're like, fuck, I just want to have fun. I just want to play. Yes. I just want to experience people. Mm, I love it. I love that these women are having these moments and are coming to you and being like, I want to celebrate this part of my yes. life. Yeah. How beautiful. Yeah. So delicious. And I think for us, for anybody who's listening who is below the age of 50, is that's so exciting. It's so exciting to realize that our sexual journey is only just starting. Absolutely, absolutely. And if my statue is one thing that makes it more present because it's right there on the shelf, then I'm really grateful. It's still everyone everyone's own work. If you put the statue away and never look at it again, nothing will change. But there is so much potential that we can all use. And I absolutely recommend it to everyone in their own speed, with whatever they prefer. But just keep those eyes open and keep that, yeah, just stay awake and see what's out there. Absolutely. And remain curious, right? Just be curious. We'll finish up because I've taken up enough of your time, but I really want to know about what your hopes are. Like, What are your dreams for genital and sexual education acceptance? Well, I want every child to be able to have a proper name for their vulva, to know what's there, that the books feature the clitoris, that the books talk about labia size, that we are not afraid to talk about discharge and menstruation and everything that happens during pregnancy. And I also want men or people with penises to learn about that too, because in the end, they're also in that very boat. They're just sitting on a different corner, but they're also right there. We left them out in this conversation completely, but believe me, there is a whole world out there for all the men, because imagine being with women who don't know how to name their parts, how they look, um, not they're afraid to touch. So it's a completely different story. So basically, I just want everyone to have that fundament of education so that they can then take good choices for themselves. Okay, you're not happy how it looks, but there is something like labiaplasty that exists. Okay, but let's look at what is normal. Let's look at what is beautiful. Once you have that fundament of education, you can still take that decision, but that decision is based on knowledge and not just on some norm that was created by some platform or some other industry. I want education. Mm. That's all I want. Hell yes. I love that. Amazing. It's having the information to actually make informed choices. That's right. And you can still make the choice that you wanted to before, but yeah, if you're informed, then you're, then you have the power. Yes, ex exactly. Thank you so much for sharing all of this because I am just in awe of what you do. And I 
I just have hopes that it gets bigger and bigger and that you get to take this on the road and that more people get to see this. And I think that's, although I have my gripes with social media, that's one thing I do love is that you're in Austria and I'm in New Zealand and I can watch all of this unfold from a complete different place in the world. And I think that's how we're going to be able to make changes is that we do get to share all across the globe the stuff that's happening. So thank you so much for coming on and sharing. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. It's been amazing. I'm probably just going to sit here after this and just have to just process all this stuff because I just love having these conversations with people like you. You're just normal. You're just a normal person who's gone through your own journey and figured out, oh shit, there's a problem here that I want to help solve. And I think that's what any of us can do is just finding our little piece of the puzzle and then just trying to make the world a better place. And you're definitely doing that. And if people want to follow you and find out more about what you do, what's the best place for them to do that? They can either go on my website. So it's vulvacasting.com or Instagram, which is also vulvacasting. And I am on Facebook with Vulvarium. Perfect. And I'll link those uh, in the show notes as well so people can take a look. And I recommend everybody take a look. They're amazing. I cannot wait to get mine cast. And I'm actually hopefully moving to Europe next year. So if you're there then, I will be traveling to you and getting mine cast. I'll be waiting. I can't wait. I can't wait. (laughs) Isn't Vicky amazing? I hope you enjoyed our conversation as much as I did. And if you were inspired by anything that we talked about or you just want to get in contact or share your thoughts about what you heard and what it meant for you, feel free to send me a message at alicia underscore fay underscore on Instagram or you can contact Vicky at vulvacasting and all of these will be on the show notes. I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on this episode. The more reviews that are left and the more like people subscribe and rate a podcast, the reality is the more people that get to see it because that's how algorithms work in this world and I would really appreciate the support and the feedback. It means that I can provide something better for you and that's really what I'm here for. So if there's anything that's resonating with you or you want to hear more about or you think's missing, good, bad, in-between feedback, it's all there to just help improve this journey that we're all on. So feel free to get in touch. Once again, Vicky, thank you so much for coming on. I am so grateful for you sharing your story and everyone, I highly recommend go check out The Volvarium on Instagram. Go check out Vicky's website it's really incredible and I've seen a lot of vulvas in the last couple of years based on my studies and the work I'm moving into but even I have just been amazed by the diversity represented in the vulvarium and it's incredibly liberating and it's also fucking beautiful (laughs) so go and check it out I highly recommend I didn't mention this at the beginning of the episode but I do have a little juicy thing to share so I've been thinking about running Let's Get Sexual a little bit differently this season and just see how it goes as per usual I will be having guests on once per week and I will be dropping the new episodes every Sunday evening New Zealand time what I really want to be doing is also taking you on the journey of how to live our most sexually authentic lives 
And so I will be releasing an extra episode every week, which will be dropping on Wednesday night, New Zealand time. And these will be, I'll try to keep them relatively brief episodes, probably around 20 to 30 minutes where I just choose one topic and share my thoughts about it, share what I learned about that particular subject matter so I can provide more value to all of you. A lot of people have shared on Instagram the things that are happening in their lives or the things that they want to learn more about. So I will be looking at making sure these episodes capture that as well as anything else that I think might be helpful for you all. So keep an eye out for these small episodes, which will just feature moi, Alicia Fay, And that will be on Wednesday night. So hopefully that goes great. Let me know what you think about that. And yes, if you want any particular topic to be talked about on those Wednesday nights as well, let me know and I will get that done for you. All right, everyone, have a fantastic week and I will chat soon. Bye.